can we can we talk about this real quick? Sure. Why is it that nobody ever wanted to write a backstory for Chad Michael Murray? <gasps> right. We've now had two movies, not in a row, but like we did a Cinderella Whoa. story where like there was fucking nothing about Chad Michael Murray except that he had a bad relationship with his dad and his yeah. dad wanted him to go to like Harvard or something. In this movie, what do we know about Chad Michael Murray, Sarah? That he um, has a, for the time, a great haircut. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Swoonworthy. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You are here. You found us somehow, so thank you for being a part of the RCR fam, Rom-Com Rewinders fam. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? It is officially spooky season, so today we have Freaky Freaky Friday. Friday. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, please follow, subscribe, leave reviews. They help more people find us and, and learn about us. And if you hear anything on this podcast or a previous podcast that you want to talk more about, we respond to literally everybody. Uh, send a message on Instagram at Romcom Rewind. That's Sarah who does that. Uh, on our Gmail, Romcom Rewind at gmail.com. That's Sarah who responds there. On TikTok as well. That's Sarah who's responsible to that. So thank you for all that work, Sarah. And as well, if you want to leave a voicemail, actually, 705-525-8573, your voice might end up on the podcast. Yeah, and that's Devin. And that would be me, (laughs) that one thing. Um, We got a message on our Instagram from Michelle. Said, I started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago, and I love it. Now I've gone back to listen to your back episodes. I was going to save your 2020 Christmas movies until November, but I couldn't wait. Your Hallmark (laughs) Christmas special was hilarious. Yes. This is satire, Sarah. Michelle is making fun of us. No, she's not. There is no way that she loves that episode. Should we do another Hallmark Christmas special? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Full transparency, your friend Devin loves romantic comedies. Yes. He also hates, hates despises. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Maybe I'll put a, a poll out there saying yes or no. You know what? Yeah, poll on our Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, you should to have your voice heard. Yeah, because the next or the new the new Hallmark Christmas movies start, I believe, at the end of October. So I need to do it soon because I need to start watching it soon. <laughs> uh, Michelle ends her message by saying, uh, thanks for tagging along on long drives or while I'm doing housework. We love to be your housework companion, Michelle. <laughs> we do. So thank you. Thank you. Freaky Friday is a 2003 American fantasy romantic comedy directed by Mark Waters. It's based on Mary Rogers' 1972 novel of the same name. This is the story of Anna Coleman, played by Lindsay Lohan, and her mom, Tess Coleman, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Anna and Tess have a tumultuous mother-daughter relationship. I knew you were going to use that word. Am I that predictable? Well, perhaps you are. Tess is a uh, widow. She's a psychiatrist. She's an author. She's a very busy woman as well. And she's dating a new love interest after, you know, her husband obviously unfortunately passed away. Anna is her daughter. That's your typical anarchist, punk rock, angry high schooler who constantly finds herself in detention. A kind of classic character we see in a lot of 2000s, early 2000s uh, teen movies. She's not a fan of her mother moving on. And she has a pretty tough relationship with her younger brother. Now, Tess, 
is set to get married, and the day before the rehearsal, Tess and Anna have a blow-up fight that is witnessed by, uh, I don't know how to describe this character, just a sage, old, wise Chinese lady uh, at this restaurant that they like. The closed captioning says that they speak Cantonese to each other. So she is somebody who speaks Cantonese. That's what we know. She gives them each a fortune cookie that, through some magic, switches their bodies. They wake up the next day. Anna is in her mom Tess's body. Tess is in her daughter Anna's body. So Jamie Lee Curtis is in Lindsay Lohan's body. Lindsay Lohan is in Jamie Lee Curtis's body. That's your lead-in for Freaky Friday. But on Friday... You think my life is perfect? You couldn't last one day in my high school. Okay. That's all about to change. Because things are going to get a little freaky. Why am I in Anna's room? This isn't mine. Those aren't mine. That's definitely not mine. This movie is um, a teen high school fave of mine. It was it was really good and was done, I think, at the right time. Similar timing to A Cinderella Story, Save the Last Dance, Bring It On, Princess Diaries, What a Girl Wants. You know, I found there to be no lull in the movie where I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is slow or boring or get to the point. You know, everything was wrapped up with a really nice tiny bow um, at the end. It didn't leave you wanting more. It didn't, you know, it it didn't take forever to get to the ending. Um, it is a remake. Uh, but again, I like the modern take on it. This was the height of Lindsay Lohan. And, you know, I did think at this time she could do big things. <laughs> <laughs> think of, like, how her career could have gone. If, if she lived up to all the expectations we assumed of her after Mean Girls and Freaky Friday yeah. The sky was the limit. I mean, yeah, Mean Girls was a year after this. And, um, you know, she, she had other ones like kicking around, like Just My Luck. And, and it was the Herbie fully loaded yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then it just kind of all went a little bit downhill. But she does have another one coming out soon. So. Oh, she's got a, a Netflix she, Christmas She does. I am very excited. Like, I kind of almost want to say, like, let's do that as part of our Christmas month. So that is, you know what we... Or our need, holiday month, I should say. We need say. a new term for these type of romantic comedies because Netflix has basically been yeah. doing the Hallmark-style romantic comedies like low-budget, easy, it's a yeah. quaint town, it's a predictable story, yep. it's a guy from high school, it's or a business person or somebody owns a <laughs> tree farm. They're all the same. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Devin. <laughs> Please. But, like, Netflix has been mowing Hallmark's lawn a little bit of, like, let's, we can do these too. And I think that's what this Lindsay Lohan movie is. So I, I think mean, we should have a term for what I would are. like to say, like, it's going to be a little bit higher budget than a Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, I have no faith in it. <laughs> well, good for her <laughs> For making a comeback i am going to watch it because i'm going to be interested in seeing it maybe they'll come out with um another one of the um the princess switch ones for oh, you devon christ this film <laughs> however is delightful ladies and gentlemen i think it's anchored by two fantastic acting performances yes jamie lee curtis phenomenal I, at this point i think she's an icon and this was like you said back when Lindsay lohan was i think she was just about a megastar like yeah. there was the uh, the parent trap, and then there was a tiny bit of a lull, and then she mm -hmm. just started hitting. You well, know? it was around the time when all the all the teen stars or all the all the kid stars from Disney were breaking out on their own out, out inside and outside of Disney. Um, you know, this is a Disney one, but um, you know, you had Hilary Duff, you had Amanda Bynes, you had like 
Nickelodeon. Like Stop she's from Nickelodeon. But, my notes, oh my god, I'm so sorry. This okay, is go, exactly go. what I'm gonna say next. Okay. I'm gonna say that the story is a little less cheesy or predictable, but it was kind of a sign of the times of a lot of movies like this, like a Cinderella story or like She's the Man. There was a feel yeah. for for so, that era. For like totally a four year span. Yes, a hundred percent. But this film, a little bit different than those two that I mentioned with Amanda Bynes and Hilary Duff, this film, however, surprised me. Like the the acting in all of them is good. The jokes are great. This one I found was a little bit cringe <laughs> by design. Yeah, totally by design. Which is fine if that's the the kind of comedy you want to shoot for. <laughs> but then the end of this movie I yeah. thought had this remarkable heart to it that really caught me. I had wow. a weep warning what? at the end of this. Yeah. I and you know what? Can I tell you, Sarah? I was watching you watch the end of the movie on the yeah. couch. Yeah. And you were like talking to her dog, like, oh, and I wanted to yell at you like, Sarah, this is the best part. Focus up. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> you gotta, that, I had a weep warning at the end I when didn't. she does that speech during the rehearsal. Dinner. Oh, that was Spoiler. a very nice, touching speech. But nice like, and touching? Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, it was very it was very heartwarming speech, yes. but it wasn't like, it wasn't a weep warning for me. Weep. My weep warning happened in uh, a Cinderella story when it didn't happen for you. Absurd. Yeah. I'm glad you had a weep warning at the end of it. <laughs> Let's dive in. Jesus. Make okay. Make me feel weird about my weep warnings. So Anna's not the most popular girl in school. And she's kind of, you know, punk rock. She's not um, preppy. I, I think at that time, you know, preppy was cool. And anything other than that was not cool. Um, she doesn't really get along with her mom. But I think, you know, typical teenage drama, angsty, all of that jazz. Anna gets detention quite a bit. She gets it twice that day. Um, and after her detention, she's walking out and her bag drops and her big crush, Jake, walks by. Chad Michael Murray. Yes. Oh, who was also a vibe around this time. Yeah, he was he ever. It's because <laughs> One Tree Hill was big. One Tree Hill, a Cinderella yeah. story, this. He's just... Swoon worthy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and helps her pick everything up and asks about her band. Hey, I hear you're in a band. And then asks if she wants a ride, to which she says yes, but then finds out that he actually is has a motorcycle and her mom would kill her. So she says no, but he he's about to ask her out. And Mr. Bates comes and ruins the moment. And of course, he's like, you know what? I'm going to pull away from this. And he just takes off. So after school, her band Pink Slip, which I actually think is a really cool name for a band because they're in high school and you get a pink slip whenever you're late. So it's like kind of teenage angsty because like, you know, people, you're wow. not following the rules. That's deep. So nice. you're going to get a pink slip all the time. You know, I yeah. Anyway, I used to be late for school all the time. I used to get pink slips all the time. My band was also called Pink Slip. No, wow, kidding. yeah. Well, what did you guys play? Like, what instrument the were you clarinet. Saying? The clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> Not as badass as I was expecting. <laughs> oh, you guys punk rock? What do you? Oh, I'm a tromboner. Yeah, I'm a... tromboner. <laughs> That's what they're called. Technically. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's very unfortunate. Oh, that is like a pianist. <laughs> yeah. They really chose terrible names to name things. Instrument wise, I don't think back in the day they were like, you know what? Thousands <laughs> of years from now, kids are going to make fun of the trombone Thousands. for boners. <laughs> well, here we are. Here we are, and we made it to that point. <laughs> Sorry to all the classical oh, musicians. God. Okay, so in my opinion, they're really good. They're basically oh, right the band. now yes. the band, the band, so. yeah. the ba not the people making the names. Not tromboners. We don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> the band, though. Um, they're really good. 
And um, her band gets a call that they have an audition uh, the following night at the House of Blues for this, like, I don't know, weekend musical thing. And Anna says it's the same night as her mom's rehearsal dinner. So she she's going to have to, like, basically figure out a way to convince her mom to do it. Of course, her mom ends up saying, um, no, she can't go. And they end up going out for dinner that night to a Chinese restaurant for dinner. And um, there, Anna and her mom, they're bickering. And the waitstaff overhears. And um, Pepe is the owner. And uh, Pepe's mother also works there. Mom, stop shrinking me. It's not about dad. It's about the audition. You're ruining my life. Honey, enough with the drama. Anna, high school is not that hard. You couldn't last one day in my high school. Pepe's mother brings her a fortune cookie, both of them, both the girls, and they each take it, not knowing that it will change the rest of their lives. Uh, They both read the fortune cookie, and then there's an earthquake. But But only they can feel it. Of course, Tess wakes up first and is very confused why she's in Anna's room with Anna's hair and nails and body. Why am I in Anna's room? What happened last night? Did did I pass out in here? Um, And then they realize uh, once Tess goes into her own bedroom and sees that her body is there. For a sec, she thinks she's dead. Which is hilarious. (laughs) This actually is my best scene, like sequence of scenes where like they're trying to like figure out each other like and try like they run into each other to see if that'll hit yes the because then swap and... Anna wakes up in yes. Tess's body and she's like I'm like the crypt keeper oh, yeah. she's so, like I'm old so funny I love <laughs> which it which is really hilarious <laughs> yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis looking into the mirror look at me I know we seem to be inside I'm old I beg your pardon oh I'm like the crypt keeper okay that's enough they figure out um, that it was it was Pepe's mother at the restaurant. They did something to them. So in the meantime, they have to go to work and school, though, and that they can't tell anybody about it. Right. The restaurant doesn't open until 11. So they're like, all right, you go to my psychiatrist's office. you got to talk to Evan. Yes. Tess has this recurring customer named Evan who needs to be seen yeah. every day. Right, client. Pa- my bad. Patient, patient, <laughs> really. My bad. Um, <laughs> and she tells Anna, who is in Tess's body... <laughs> Dying that you said customer. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's a patient. Probably a little inappropriate, (laughs) but uh, maybe not that inappropriate. I don't know. (laughs) Depends on how much stock you put in psychiatrists. Uh, You know what? Actually, this is... Let's talk about it. Okay. Tess in Anna's body. Yes. Tells Anna in Tess's body, just go to my work. Yeah. And she's like, what? I can't like diagnose anybody. And she's like, no, no, no. Don't diagnose anybody. Just listen. (laughs) Yeah. And when there's a lull in the conversation, (laughs) say, well, how does that make you feel? (laughs) And she sends Anna off to do her job. Yes. So, top jobs oh, that you think you could do for a day with okay. no qualifications. It's not okay. something that you have a familiarity with. What do you got? I've got a list of like four or five. You know what? It's not that I'm assuming that they're easy. It's just like perhaps I have skill, certain skills that could could you know get me by that. Okay. That's kind of the way I'm looking well, at it. What do you got? Okay. Um, a social media influencer. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yes. If you're under the age of 35, you probably, you could get by for a day. Yes, absolutely. Um, I could probably figure it out if there were recipes being a chef. Wait, you think you could be a chef? Wait. Yeah. In a restaurant? Um, Where else are there chefs? You would not last 10 minutes. No. You know what? I never worked in the food industry, so. Having, I was never a chef, but I was a, uh. 
I was a host, but I was also a dish boy. Um, and cooks are no offense to all the cooks they're some of the most like unstable humans <laughs> they're always angry too but it's it's a fast moving environment Sarah you're not like okay every, you know what the thing about Sarah when she makes recipes oh, there is always it's got to be exactly what the recipe says if it's I've two tablespoons better. don't give me two and a quarter or two I've and a fifth better. it's got to be two you can't just be sitting there looking okay guys I need one and a, a one quarter cup of flour over here. Yeah, but if I had to do it for a day, I could I could probably get by. You would not last. Okay. No, really um, last. What else you got? My fa- um, well, another one, uh, flight attendant. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, I you think it's a fun that. job. Yeah, it's sure. it's a, like dealing or not dealing, but like working with people who are taking the flight. You know, can be challenging at times, but um, like I think there's aspects of it. You know, that I could I could get by for a day. I think. Do you know where the exits are? Yes. Actually, sitting at the exit row, if you can, um, gives you more legroom. You also get priority boarding. And you if do you're get priority the, uh, boarding. Which I don't like, actually. I want to spend as few minutes as possible on the airplane, but that's just a fun fact about your friend, Dev. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I think anybody can be a mail carrier, as long as you are oh, able, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you'd get lots of kilometers in, or miles, sorry. I have a, uh, a previous coworker who became a mail carrier. Okay. Hilarious, because she like delivered mail back to our workplace at one point, and it was really funny, because she's like, okay, she's dropping off the mail, and the person who was getting the mail was like, oh, like, you got the wrong, this isn't us. And she's like, oh, they'll find it. She left. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> like, you can't just leave their mail. You know where we, you used to work here. Why are you giving us the wrong oh, mail? that's hilarious. And that was just uh, just the vibe of, of uh, mail carriers, I guess. Oh, like, my oh, God. It's fine. If it's not supposed to be here, it'll end up back with us and we'll that's, just send it out again. That's not a good way to to do your work no okay. i agree mm, okay. so i think if she can do it i can do it right a business coach you know those people oh, who are like yeah yeah, yeah. like a, know, like a motivator like yes. a, like a health coach exactly like like uh so like a health coach for business yes, yeah yes. totally they're just they're hey you got to wake up at 5 a.m you got to eat your protein shakes you got to yeah. go for a drink of protein shakes you got to like f- find the best you that you right. can find they have in lots, yourself they have lots of quotes they have lots of quotes. Just watch a few TED Talks yeah. and you're qualified to be a business coach, I think. For a day. For a day. <laughs> and also, now, this last one is just a shot. Politician, right? Oh. Anybody can be a politician. You think anybody... Be, you have to You have to be really confident in yourself to be a I politician. I think, at the very least, anybody can be a municipal, oh. uh, public servant style politician. Yeah. No offense There's to anybody. There's literally no qualification. <laughs> right. I was, I'm trying to tread very carefully, but I think anybody in any city has probably seen somebody that you're like, holy shit, that guy, we elected that guy. Whoa. How did uh, that happen? Yeah, it's true. Oh, no. Did anybody check his qualifications? No? You don't there, need any. Th- is there no qualifications? Mayors. They just, whew, who knows? Okay. <laughs> um. So Tess is at her workplace. Uh, well, Anna in Tess's body yeah. is at her workplace. She has a funny moment, actually, with like the phone ringing. Oh, my God. I was just about to say the phone. She cancels everything she, on her mom. She cancels the caterer yeah. because she's disgusted with halibut. <laughs> she turns around. There's a guy there who's clearly a delivery person, speaking of mail. <laughs> yeah, uh, Boris. Uh, yeah. And she's like, are you Evan? And he's like, no, I'm Boris. I'm delivering your mail. Yeah. Like, oh, OK, sorry. <laughs> then she turns around, answers another phone, turns back. There's a man there. She's like, Kevin. And he's like, 
my name's Evan. I can't believe you. Do you not answer the phone? And she's like, no. And he's like, you're gonna you're gonna bail on me. He's freaking out. Not a great start. Yeah, no, definitely not. So back at school, Mr. Bates does a pop quiz in his class. Um, I'm pretty sure it's English because they're talking about Shakespeare. And she gets an F from the teacher and she realizes and and when I say she, I mean Tess in Anna's body realizes that Mr. Bates was was in fact out to get her daughter. So Anna had at the beginning of the movie said, Mr. Bates is totally out to get me. He keeps giving me really, really bad grades. And she's like, yeah, well, you just need to try harder and do better. Well, in fact, it is true because Mr. Bates had asked Tess, so the person standing in front of her, but in Anna's body, to a school dance when they were in high school. And she had said no, because at the time she had, she literally says, um, that's because I had a, or she had a boyfriend and you were weird. <laughs> After class, though, her friends ask her, you know, what her mom said about the, um, about ditching the rehearsal to go and do the House of Blues audition. And of course, uh, Tess had said no, but the way that Lindsay Lohan pulls off being or trying to be Jamie Lee Curtis's like Tessa's character is yeah. really funny. Like, okay, girls, we're not going to do like she does a really good job yes. pretending to be an adult. She does. She you know what? Like I said, great acting performances. Can we circle really quickly back to Mr. Bates? Yes. So he asks her to do, you know, a thing about Hamlet. What are the main conflicts in Hamlet? Oh, God. No, I'm not asking okay. you that. Okay, I was going to say, oh my gosh. This, That's like, what he to, asked I have to dig Tess deep here. Hannah's body. We did Hamlet, but like it was in high school. <laughs> well, let's test your Shakespeare knowledge, though, because there are so many romantic comedies that are based off of Shakespeare, right? All right. How well, about I name you some romantic comedies, and you listening can play along as well. you got to figure out the Shakespearean play it's based off of, starting with an easy one, 10 Things I Hate About You. I mean, we've done this movie, Taming of the Shrew. It is Taming of the Shrew. Another movie we have done, the Halloween themed maybe, Warm Bodies. Remember that Nicholas Holt? Okay, I, I'm pretty sure this was in our quick facts as well. Yeah, um, it was. it's loosely based on Romeo and Juliet. It is loosely based on Romeo and Juliet, two for two. Ah, uh, Amanda Bynes, Channing Tatum, she's the man. This one is, is it the Twelfth Night? It is the Twelfth Night, okay. Sarah. Yes, get over it. Are you familiar, Kristen Dunst? I don't. Wow, that is a midsummer's. Oh a, yes, a midsummer night's dream. Scheme. Yes, I think there's a few rom coms though based on that. There is. I think I've got one more that's based off that. Let me see if I can find it here. Maybe not. Oh, Deliver Us from Ava. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Also, Taming of the Shrew. Okay. And the last one. This is loosely a romantic comedy. There is a romance piece in it. Mm -hmm. The Lion King, 1994. Really. Oh, that's based off Shakespeare for sure. Interesting. Think about it. There's a king who's betrayed. Oh my God. I can't remember what, I can't, what is it? It's a timeless reimagining of, it's Hamlet. Okay. That is Hamlet. Okay. It's not Julius Caesar. You're probably thinking Julius Caesar. No, Caesar's, I right? wasn't. I was thinking of a, a different one, but it was like, anyway, yeah, I, can't, I still can't remember it. So, okay, Hamlet. All right. So you got the easy ones. Yes. Yeah, 10 like, things well, I hate about you. Okay. The, <laughs> the great ones. <laughs> the classics. Yeah. So Tess and Anna in each other's bodies meet at lunchtime to go to the Chinese restaurant and Pepe basically says 
her mother is crazy and uh, the fortune cookie is what started all of this, but they can't do anything for them that Anna and Tess actually have to figure it out themselves and then they will change back. They need to complete the fortune on the cookie. Correct. Essentially. So of course they go back and they try to find their fortune cookie and, um, and what it says. And But they keep on getting distracted or yes, sidetracked exactly. because things are happening in their lives. Like it's the rehearsal dinner that night. Right. Shit's busy, guys. Totally. Tess goes back to the school in Anna's body to write uh, an exam. Yeah, so she goes to write this qualifying exam for Anna and um, tries to make up with a mean girl, Stacy, at school. And she's like, oh, it's just, you know, just communication. That's all you need. And blah, 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 blah. Like, again, Anna is the one who's ruined this relationship with Stacy. No. In fact, Stacy's just a mean girl. And she actually causes Anna to be caught for cheating. And, um, she ends up later on getting help from Jake, who allows Tess and Anna's body to finish writing her exam, which, thank God. And now, so Tess was very adamant that Jake must not be a good guy. If you know him from detention, he's also way too old for you. Tess is now finding out, yeah, Stacy's kind of a piece of shit. Jake's actually kind of a good guy. And he works at school. I don't actually think he's a student. Yes, correct. He, <laughs> so he might be too old, he, but... <laughs> can we can we talk about this real quick? Sure. Why is it that nobody ever wanted to write a backstory for Chad Michael Murray? <gasps> right? We've now had two movies, not in a row, but like we did a Cinderella Whoa. story where like there was nothing about Chad Michael Murray except that he had a bad relationship with his dad and his yeah. dad wanted him to go to like Harvard or something. In this movie, what do we know about Chad Michael Murray, Sarah? He is... This is my what should have been, by the way. Oh, okay. I'm already doing it. Okay. So um, that he um, has a, for the time, a great haircut. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Swoonworthy. Older than the students at high school. Yes. Okay. um, Rides a bicycle. (laughs) Wow, bicycle. He rides a motorcycle um, and he's badass. Um, And why is, what, we don't even know what he does at the school. That's, okay, that's what, aside from the great haircut, I I suppose I agree with that. He, uh, yeah, he works at the haircut. At the haircut (laughs) place. (laughs) He got me with the haircut. You're really thrown off. He works at the high school doing something (laughs) I have written down. He's a barista at a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. He likes the Ramones he yeah. doesn't like the white stripes. And he likes the hives. And he likes the hives. Yeah. These are the factual things that yes. we can tell you about Jake in this movie. Chad Michael Murray, nobody wrote him a story no. in anything. But I will Maybe say... Maybe One Tree Hill he had a story, right? Yeah, he did. He had a yeah, very good backstory. Well, very good story. But I will say, Freaky Friday came out before Cinderella's story. So... Since he didn't have, he was the main lead character for like uh, the the male swoon worthy man here, um, in in Freaky Friday. Did he go from Freaky Friday to a very similar script in, in terms of like his character there and say no for a Cinderella story? I want a backstory. That's right because if if you listen to that pod, Chad Michael Murray made a point to be like, guys, can you like? Th- there's more about his character yes. because he told them to write more about his character. Yeah. He had less. He probably had had about this much backstory <laughs> in that movie, and he made them do more, oh, God. which is just remarkable. Like, why are they guy. like? You're just a good-looking idiot with a great, uh, with a great haircut. For so the time, yeah. That's all we need. <laughs> Suppose he had a good haircut. He definitely did. Okay, so over back to Anna in Tessa's body, where um, her soon-to-be husband Ryan tells her that he has a surprise for her. Close close your eyes and brings her to a talk show 
where she's going to talk about her new book, Through the Looking Glass. And of course, she's freaking out because well, this she's is Anna in fact in Anna. Body, yeah. And she's not the one who wrote it. And it obviously goes hilariously wrong, but in the best way possible for me. Like, I just loved this scene. This yeah. was like close to my best scene. And I think maybe like it, it wasn't a total miss. No. Like I th- people liked her. Some people mm-hmm. didn't, but it was... So then, you know, psychiatrist gone wild. <laughs> Tess in Anna's body is watching this on the TV like, oh, my God, she's ruining it. By the way, you, you talked about him. This is the first time we've really mentioned Ryan played mm-hmm. by uh, Mark uh, Harmon. Yep. From the um, NCIS. Right. I was going to say Sarah knows. <laughs> you know what? NCIS has followed us through this podcast time and time again. We should do like a rewatch of NCIS. No, no. that sounds horrible. <laughs> I would not enjoy that. <laughs> Back to Anna getting, well, Tess and Anna's body getting to finish her test. Um, As they're walking out of the file room, like you said, there's a TV playing and it's Anna's, well, it's Anna in Tess's body on the talk show. And, And Jake in that moment says, oh my God, your mom is so cool. And so like he almost starts to start, like starts to get a little bit of a crush on her. He does. And we see this throughout the rest of the movie and you, I believe this is where the cringiness comes into play. I mean, you know, there's a lot of cringe throughout the film that like, I'm not, listen, I say cringe not in a derogatory term. I think the TV show The Office is cringe (laughs) and it's hilarious. So cringe is good comedy in, in its place. Um, yeah, they have, like, where are we now? He ends up working at his coffee shop. After the talk show, Anna in Tess's body ends up kind of zipping out the back of the show. And she goes to the coffee shop and just Jake so happens to work there. She didn't know. She's surprised to see him there. And they end up chatting over coffee about their love for music and bands. And they have a moment. It's, like, awkward to watch, but it's also really funny at the same time. Because, like, they're, like, totally commiserating over, like, their love for music and, like, having like deep moments talking about how they hate the white stripes and they love hit me baby one more time by Britney Spears. And it's, but it was the cover. It was the punk rock cover. It, on yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So sorry. It is awkward. And like at the beginning of the movie, we teed up that Lindsay Lohan, Anna had a big crush on Jake. And now Anna in Jamie Lee Curtis's body yeah. is still like uh, the, the chemistry is there. Absolutely. It's just weird that it's Jamie Lee Curtis being like, oh my God, you like the White Stripes too? Oh, you don't? No, no, me neither. Me. <laughs> they get a bassist, right? Like they're just like flirting. Well, and they almost kiss and then she realizes that she's like, oh my God, oh my God, like I'm in my mom's body. This am, is yeah. really wrong. I got to get home. Yeah. So they're getting ready for the rehearsal dinner and they're leaving and guess who shows up but Jake singing Hit Me Baby One More Time, the punk version outside of the house for Tess, who's really Anna. Tess in Anna's body tackles Jake. Okay, this was hilarious. Like, as she's running, I'm like, she's running in heels, she's running in a dress, and she's going to tackle a grown man. All right. Yeah, sure. Let's Chad see. Michael Murray. Yeah, why not? Great haircut. Not a whole lot of pounds on him. You, you could tackle that guy. Um, they didn't write the pounds in the script. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she tackles him, and she's like, what are you doing? You can't like Tess. And he's like, no, it's not It's not you, Anna. It's your mom. I like your mom. And she's like, you have no idea. <laughs> what you're talking about you gotta stop they end up uh ditching jake there and going to the rehearsal yeah and of course then jake shows up at the rehearsal dinner but also Mm -hmm. anna's two friends show up to try and kidnap anna so that they can go and do that uh it's not an open mic thing it was by request it's an audition yeah Yeah. and then once again so so tess is in anna's body and she's like big guys 
I can't go and like, do this. This is not a good idea. And then there's this there's this really big moment with Ryan, who is Tess's fiance. fiance yeah. Where he talks about how like, you know, you, you can't put me in the middle of your kids. I want Anna to like me just for me and I want her to kind of, you know, find her way to us having a relationship together. I don't want to push it, but like you're putting me at the the last 24 hours in a really weird spot and it's very uncomfortable. And of course, Anna is standing there in Tess's body, and I think she's seeing a little bit more about Ryan's character, her future stepdad, and how he's actually a pretty good guy. And he sends Anna, well, Tess, in Anna's body, Mm -hmm. off to do the audition, (laughs) and then he tells Anna in in Tess's body, body. and you should be going off to watch her. So we end up at the venue. Yes. Anna in Tess's body is there like watching, waiting like by the stage. And uh, who comes out? It's, well, it's the band, Pink Slip. (laughs) Tess is trying to play guitar as Anna. She's sucking hard. Terrible. So bad. Jake also shows up at this because Jake has a homing beacon. He just knows where they are. (laughs) How did he know where the rehearsal dinner was? How did he know what venue they were going to perform at? How did he know? Oh, I guess he drove her home. So he knew the house. But like, still, Jake, I don't know, man. But also, like, how does he fit all of that in one in one day? Were you just at work at the coffee (laughs) shop? Like, what is happening? Yeah. And how did you how were you able to drive her home from the coffee shop? Were you not working? You know, so many questions running into her outside of the detention room. So many questions, Jake. Jake, I don't know, man. Is there an alternate universe where he's like a serial killer or something? No. Don't say that about Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Not Chad Michael Murray. That's too much backstory for Chad Michael Murray. We, <laughs> oh, we don't write him that much. Guy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Okay, let, let's play another game real quick. Okay. Because I was watching this scene, this live musical performance scene, mm-hmm. and it struck me that, you know, Lindsay Lohan might have two of the top ten, like, musical moments in a rom-com because she has the mean girls uh christmas recital thing right and she's got this yeah but i didn't know if it made the top 10 list okay i mean i definitely think the mean girls one does so i started writing down all the different this is devin's all time top live concert performance moments in romantic comedies okay it doesn't need to be a music thing it could be like like a flash dance for a flash mob dance for example those are on the table but i will say i'm excluding proper musicals because like west side story is gonna win every time rent is gonna you know i was not even gonna ever go there perfect all right so i got i only did uh i got to eight and then i've just got a bunch of music uh honorable mentions because i think after eight it's tough okay Go ahead. Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Ooh, that is number two, Sarah. Mean Girls. That's number three I've got. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, I know. Give me a second. We're we're talking like iconic, you know. 500 Days of Summer. That's an honorable mention for me, actually. Okay. Like, I would put that in the top 10. Yeah. Well, it is your top 10, so. (laughs) But it's most iconic. I don't think everybody would consider that iconic. Um, That's why I stopped at eight, because I think there can be a wiggle room with... Um, no strings attached when Justin Timberlake does the the flash mob in uh, oh uh, Central uh, Union Station okay just because the speech to prelude it wasn't strong great okay 
Um, Freaky Friday. <laughs> Freaky Friday, I have at eight. Bring it on. Yes, that's number five. The entire 20-minute cheer competition is... Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, oh, Mickey, you're so fine at the end. Like at the end of the movie. Oh, the credits? Yeah, no, the credits. I just got the entire... It's like okay. 20 minutes of performing competition thing. All right, all right. Um, You're okay. still missing number one, four. I know, I'm trying to think of six number and one. Seven. Like, what would be number one? Oh, Sarah, number one? You're going to say it and I'm going to be like, oh my I God. I believe you I'm haven't. I'm embarrassed. Can I, I can take some things off the table sure, for you. Sure, please do. Uh, Jersey Girl, the Sweeney Todd performance is oh, an honorable mention. Okay. Enchanted, the New York City flash mob scene oh, is an honorable mention. It was very good. That one's a good one. Uh, Pretty in Pink has a scene. That's an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. 27 Dresses, James Marsden and Catherine Heigl performing Elton John oh, on, on the bar top. That's good. Isn't it romantic? You know when they oh, sing Whitney God, Houston at the bar? Oh my God, that one was good. That one was yes, good. That, that one was, was really close. Good. Yeah. Honorable mention though. Yeah. So okay. those are all off the table for you. Do you want me to just start going? Yes. I have number seven, mm-hmm. The Wedding Singer. Really? Oh, oh, you could oh, pick the oh, whole movie. my God. I can't believe I, I love The Wedding Singer. How did you not get The Wedding Singer? I'm embarrassed for myself. Um, but mostly I'm picking the uh, the Somebody Kill Me Please song mm-hmm. when it's just okay. him and Drew Marymore. Yeah. And he's like, somebody kill me. Hilarious. <laughs> number six, Forgetting Sarah Marshall when he performs oh my gosh, in Hawaii. The, the, uh, the, the vampire, vampire musical. musical. Yes, the vampire oh comedy. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, bring it on. You got... Th- yep. oh. Sarah. Oh. 13 going on 30. The Thriller. Yay. Dance. You know what? That one popped in my head and then it went right out. Oh, man. Because when I actually started answering them, I completely remember, like, I had, like, a moment of, like, a, I'm like, oh, no. Um, That was, it was in and out. And, like I said, this is Devin's all-time list. Thriller. I'm not steal- but Phenomenal. This is just my own opinion, but number one has to be. Yeah. Because it's so iconic. Oh, oh, oh. My Best Friend's Wedding. The moment I wake up. Before I put on my makeup, say a little oh prayer God. for you. Yes. Forever and ever, you say in my heart, and I will love you forever and ever. Oh my God! It is. It You're almost tearing up. I'm right almost now. tearing up because it's so iconic. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> it is. It. You know what? You're right. And. I would love to know other if you if you guys have any others that we missed. Yeah, please, let us please know. do. As we were talking about, this is the number eight on Devin's all time top live concert performance moments in romantic comedies. Um, <laughs> Anna in Tess's body in the audience, and she I guess sneaks backstage. Yeah. Um, because Tess in Anna's body is just she's treading Shit water out the there. Bag. She doesn't know how to play guitar. The band is kind of looking at her like, what the F are you doing? We're in the middle of our song. Pink Slip is not looking great. The crowd's not into it. So. I was trying to think of a really funny like thing like, oh, they're not late for class today because like they're not doing well. Oh my Get God, it? Sarah. <laughs> Stop. Stop forcing it, you know? <laughs> you know, because they want to be late. You know, you know? like. I'm a father. <laughs> you bring the dad jokes to the pod, though. You I really know. do. I know I do. <laughs> and nobody asked for them. You're just doing them like a proper dad joke. Like right, like them. nobody asks for no. them, but no. they get provided anyway. They, they have. They them. are provided. Yeah. So uh, Anna and Tessa's body. She unplugs the guitar, plugs her own guitar in. So backstage, she can perform while Tess in Anna's body. She can perform to the crowd right like the person actually playing guitar is is backstage um and that was actually a a really great moment because tess 
talks to Anna afterwards and she's like, you are so brave. Like you're not just playing like stupid. You're not just making noise in the garage. Yeah. Like, this, this is, is this hard. Is, You've got guts. Like this is hard. This is cool though. This is exciting. Yeah. You're, you're very brave. And then they go back to the rehearsal. Oh yes. And before they go back to the rehearsal though, Jake in the crowd is like, yeah, Anna, you rock. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So like, Screw Jamie Lee Curtis. I know. She's out the window. Jake's I like going Anna. through a lot of stuff in this movie. <laughs> With no backstory. With no ba- Who is he? We don't know anything about him. We except he's going through a lot, though. God, he's got two jobs. We don't know what he's going through, though. He's got two jobs and he's going through a lot, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, they get back to the rehearsal dinner. And Tess, in Anna's body, asks Anna, in Tess's body, to tell Ryan that they have to postpone the wedding. But instead, Anna, in Tess's body, makes an an impassioned speech and I'm going to let you finish because this is my best scene it's also a weep warning um, no you you basically set it up like Tess is kind of telling Anna we got to postpone and Anna nods along like yeah sure we're, we're going to postpone she goes up she does a toast though and she talks about how um, th- the father who passed away has never really talked about no. until this moment mm-hmm. and Anna who's in Tess's body talks about that a little bit and how you know, you can never replace a person, but maybe your family can just change and maybe it can add somebody new. And um, that Tess has been so happy since Ryan came along and that he's going to be a great addition to a new family. That's just kind of a little bit different. And it was really, really sweet. And it was very, um, it was very symbolic. It was very sacrificial, which I think was what we were looking for in right. terms of like them understanding each other's point of views. Yeah. And then an earthquake happens. Yes. And the grandpa says, earthquake! <laughs> and the bodies... Flip. They switch right there. They, they don't have to wait till the next morning. No. And Pepe's in the corner. Just No, I, I think Pepe comes in later, right? Because we have a well, yes, because, wedding night. Because Anna and Tessa's body canceled the caterer. Pay pay throughout the whole movie. I said, "Oh yeah, we'll cater, we'll cater." Like you know, let that us was cater actually for a really cute yeah. bit with Pay Pay. So they do end up catering the wedding. So they they get married, um, Tess and Ryan. And at the wedding, Jake shows up. <laughs> Fucking Jake! How does he know where the wedding is? <laughs> I don't know. It's I think, unbelievable. I think Tess in Tess's body reached out to Jake in Jake's body and um, let him know where it is. How did she reach out? Nobody has his phone number. The, the, who? I don't know. I, I can't tell you, but I did love Lindsay Lohan's dra- purple dress in this one for the wedding. I really liked it. I just had to add that in there. But um, yeah, they end up dancing and um, Anna and Jake and they end up kissing. That kind of wraps up our movie. Uh, they've switched back bodies. They both have a better perspective of yep. each other. I think they're in a really good place emotionally. Tess is now married to Ryan. Anna is now, I guess, dating Jake. Yeah. And at the end um, of the movie, and this is kind of my honorable mention because I kind of wish it would have ended a different way. So at the very end, we see Pepe's mother, who's also at the wedding. I just wouldn't have invited her. But um, <laughs> That is a risky person right? to invite anywhere. Right? Um, <laughs> she sees Harry and Grandpa bickering and offers them a... Um, a fortune cookie and of course Pepe puts a stop Pepe to it Pepe puts God. a stop to it tackles them both grabs the fortune cookies but I kind of wish it would have ended where they would have opened the fortune cookie and split pla- and changed places like if and you're Pepe cool. stop bringing your mother places like, <laughs> I know sw- stop switching people's bodies mom quick facts quick facts the snapshots in the opening credits are actually photos of Jamie Lee Curtis and her daughter Annie Guest no doubt singer Gwen Stefani was offered a role as a member of the band that would have been so cool. Right? Jamie Lee Curtis had only six days to prepare for this role of Tess after Annette Benning dropped out. To play an adult trapped in a teenage body, Lohan spent a long time learning how to replicate uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's posture. 
Tom Selleck was originally cast as Ryan but dropped out. When Jamie Lee Curtis found out that Lindsay Lohan, who was going to be playing her daughter, had starred in The Parent Trap in 1998, she asked which twin did she play. Oh my god, <laughs> amazing. Kelly Osborne originally auditioned for the role of Anna and was offered the part, but decided to back out when her mother was diagnosed with cancer. For the movie, Lindsay Lohan had to teach Jamie Lee Curtis how to say shut up in a typical teenage manner. Lindsay Lohan and her fictional band Pink Slip regularly had band practice together before they began shooting. A member of the band Orgy instructed Jamie Lee Curtis on how to play guitar. In the concert sequence, although Jamie Lee Curtis practiced at making it look authentic, in the finished film, a studio musician overdubbed the, the guitar solo. Chad Michael Murray was not allowed to ride the motorcycle during the movie and was only allowed to pose on it for scenes where it was stationary. No, that's <laughs> hilarious. Okay, so they don't even write him a backstory. They don't let him ride the motorcycle. <laughs> Chad Michael Murray, guys. Swoon worthy. I feel bad for him, though. <laughs> like... The cover of Tess Coleman's book, Through the Looking Glass, is the same cover as the original Freaky Friday novel written by Mary Rogers. Producer Andrew Gunn said he initially hoped Jodie Foster, who played the daughter in the original movie Freaky Friday in 1976, would be game to play the mother in the remake. Jodie Foster declined in part because of concerns that the casting, um, the casting stunt would overshadow the movie's overall merit. Michelle Trachtenberg was cast as Anna, but had to back out due to her contractual obligations to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Coincidentally, this is the second movie she's turned down in which Lindsay Lohan won the lead role for. Um, the first was parent, The Parent Trap in 1998. This is the second remake which Lindsay Lohan appears in. She starred in The Parent Trap, like I've mentioned, in 1998 as, as a remake to the original 1961 movie. And the second movie was this one. Lindsay Lohan has starred in a few movies that involve some sort of swapping. In this movie, her character swaps bodies with her mother. In the movie Just My Luck from 2006, her character swaps fortune and luck with a man. In The Parent Trap from 1998, she plays both twin sisters who swap lives to pretend to be one another. Dina Waters, director Mark Waters' wife, plays the television um, TV show host interviewer. Um, there is also a director cameo where at the wedding, he is there holding the baby. Lindsay Lohan's mother, Dina Lohan, is in the end scene when Anna is dancing with Jake. She's in the background dancing with an older gentleman and looks directly at the camera. Julie Gonzalo, who plays Anna's arch enemy, Stacy, would later go on to play Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in Christmas with the Cranks. Mark McClure, who plays the mother's boyfriend Boris in the original Freaky Friday, plays a character also named Boris in this one. He is the only actor from the original to make an appearance in the reboot. As an homage to Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, Janet Lee, known for her performance in the movie Psycho from 1960, a character named Mr. Bates is in this present movie. This is a nod to the character of Norman Bates in Psycho. Mark Harmon and Jamie Lee Curtis repeat their roles as lovers eight years later in the ninth season of NCIS as special agent Leroy Gibbs and Dr. Samantha Ryan. Chad Michael Murray and Julie Gonzalo later worked together on a Cinderella story a year later in similar roles. Chad Michael Murray was cast um, again as the main character's love interest, while Julie was again uh, the main character's rival. The main character was portrayed by Hilary Duff, who lost out to the role of Anna and Freaky Friday to Lindsay Lohan. At the time, these two, Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff, were in a very high-profile feud. Lizzie McGuire, those freaky McGuires, an installment of Lizzie McGuire, is considered the fourth version of Mary Rogers' story. Apparently, once Hilary Duff had lost the role to Lindsay Lohan, she wanted the TV show Lizzie McGuire to get freaky for one installment. 
Freaky Friday was adapted into a musical produced by Disney in 2017. Most of the songs in this movie are covers or remakes, just like how the movie is a remake. Anna and Tessa's plan to restore themselves to normal um, is by running into each other from opposite sides of the room. This is similar to one on Bewitched, the TV show. In Bewitched, Divided He Falls, Darren is split into two people and Endora suggests he does the same to undo the spell. He ends up dazed on the floor, but in this case, it works for him. Two alternate endings were filmed. One involved Harry and Grandpa opening their fortune cookies when an earthquake happens, with them both yelling, Earthquake! The second, an original ending, would have had the movie cut to black and break their fortune cookies before the director claimed that it wasn't a funny ending, which led to the scene we see now where Pepe is tackling the duo to obtain the cookies from them. Julie Gonzalo, who played Stacy, and Erica Gimple, who played Harry's teacher, both starred in the TV show Veronica Mars, playing Parker Lee and Alicia Fennell. Rosalind Chow, who plays Pepe, and Lucille Song, who plays Pepe's mother, were both in the Joy Luck Club, although they didn't have any scenes together. Lindsay Lohan's character was supposed to be goth, but she didn't think it would work. In 2006, she told Vanity Fair that she deemed Anna's character too grungy for general audiences. No one would be able to relate to the character if she was really goth. Lindsay decided to dress for the audition as the polar opposite, a traditional, stylish, sophisticated Abercrombie and Fitch model, um, which worked because they rewrote the character. There has been a few remakes of this movie, including the most recent one in 2017 um, as a Disney musical comedy. Disney also produced a mostly forgotten made-for-TV version of this movie in 1995. It starred Gabby Hoffman, who uh, you might recognize from Sleepless in Seattle and Girls as the daughter. Honorable mentions. We did our honorable mentions. No, I did my what should have been. Oh, yeah. I think I did my what should have been, too. My honorable mention <laughs> is something that I should have teased off the top to make sure that you knew that we would end up talking about this. Okay. Is that Jamie Lee Curtis has come out and said <gasps> we should do a sequel. I Yes, I know. That was my honorable mention. I'm honorably mentioning the potential sequel. And a, a, apparently Lindsay Lohan has also said that she's game. So it came out this week. Yes. That, yes. As of us recording, uh, right. this yes. has just become news yes. that Jamie Lee Curtis said In it. October. Lindsay Lohan said, yeah, sure. So potentially there could be a Freaky Friday 2 in the works. Yeah, so she, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis wants to play the grandma. I, I, so I was about Sorry, to say the hot grandma. What is the story? Is it yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is the grandma? Mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan is now the mom. Yeah, and then there's a teenage daughter or teenage son. Who knows? Who, that would be funny. Who do we think? Oh, yeah. Is That's it like a, a good question? I don't know. I think Haley Steinfeld's just a, t- a little too old now. Yeah, right? she was doing like the I'm a teenager like eight years ago. Yeah, right? I think she's too old. She was in Pitch Perfect too, like eight yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Ah, that's a good question. I don't know. I think, you, you, do you pick an up-and-comer, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, you know what, though? They did a really, really good casting call when they cast two big, big stars to do this movie. Yeah, so you, do you do somebody like a Zendaya who's already, like, established, but who's young enough to play a senior a in high teen- school? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. But, like, Jamie Lee Curtis has made it very clear, like, a sexy grandma or, like, a hot grandma. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She's like, I'll only do the movie if if I'm hot. Yeah, well, that's the article that I read, right? Like, that's and Chad Michael Murray's over here. Like, I just want a story. Oh my guys. god, Chad Michael Murray. Oh my <laughs> do god. they bring him? They back? could be married. Oh my god. And now overall rewatchability. My scores are chemistry. And now I want to be clear: the chemistry here is mostly, I would say, between Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan, and how they play each other, and the chemistry there. I think that's important. And Chad Michael Murray obviously has a thing for Jamie Lee Curtis' slayers. Five out of five for chemistry for me. 
It's perfect. Storyline, a 4.8 out of 5. The Thirst Factor is a 4.5, uh, mostly because of Chad Michael Murray's hair, I think. Imagination is a 4.4. <laughs> I wish it could be higher, but it is based off a novel. Soundtrack is a 4.7. A few original songs in there. Love that. Cheese is a 4.8 for an overall score of 4.7 out of 5. Wow, that's yeah. really high. I know. Big fan. Okay, so mine is as follows. Chemistry 5, Storyline 4.5, Thirst Factor 5, Imagination 3.5, Soundtrack 4, Cheese 4.2 for an overall score of 4.3. 4.3 out of 5. Okay, it's not bad. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Freaky Friday. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, please follow, subscribe, leave a review. If you have heard anything that you want to talk more about, we would love to hear it. Uh, if you reach out, we will respond. Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram, uh, romcom rewind at gmail.com. You can also leave a voicemail, 1-705-525-8573. Thanks for listening.